It's time to start the podcast. It's time to hit the mics. It's time to start the podcast with Moon, P. Jug, and Hob. No medical talk at all. Last week was <laughs> over the top. We went 13 minutes with no medical talk. And I remember when I used to be working on the radio, my boss would say, it's not a hospital. Stop talking about medicine <laughs> and hysterectomies and this is and that's. And, and we completely bypass all of that good advice on this yep. podcast. Find me a hospital that's not full. Find me a, a nurse or a doctor that's not overworked or too busy. I mean, the, the health problems in our country are rampant. Yes. They're expensive. They're crazy. Mm. Uh, and we'll start with the hysterectomy update. How did it go? You checked in. You were nervous. Let's start there. Okay. Yes, I was nervous. I really liked my surgeon and mostly because she's very tiny and she had small hands. I want someone with small hands in a situation like that. Delicate, you know, I don't want big man hands, right? You know, once they start putting that stuff in your IV, it's it's a wrap. I don't know what they asked me. I remember there was lights. They asked me some questions. I woke up. Um, so I've just been at home just laying around. What about this? I want to know if the uh, lab work that they did mm -hmm. had good news or bad news because you had some labs. Yep, I did. And it was good news. You had a fibroid the size of a grapefruit or something like that? Yeah, I had a bunch of fibroids, but the biggest one was that. In fact, my doctor was hoping on the way in that she wouldn't have to do a separate incision just for that one. She was hoping she'd be able to take it out the same way she was taking out the other ones. There's two sides of it, right? There's the inside of the uterus, then there's the outside. Well, I didn't know you get fibroids on both. Well, that's what I did because haha, fun. And uh, but yeah, the one the one that was on the outside of it, they said was in my consultation the size of a grapefruit. And I'm like, and they're like, but you know, it's probably fine. We can just let it ride. And I'm like, what? No, 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 no. I have seen aliens. I have seen alien. No, it feels like there's something growing inside me. Get it out. There's been several television shows that I've watched really late at night yeah. where they pull out tumors the size of like basketballs and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you, maybe you're not, maybe you're not overweight. Maybe it doesn't matter how much you do at the gym. Maybe you got, a, <laughs> cause that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, all right, what's a grapefruit way? I'm going to lose weight on this deal. How heavy are these fibroids? Apparently not that heavy. So did you keep the biggest fibroid uh, for Suvi? I used to work at a station in Denver called KS 104. I did a bit on the show where uh, I had my gallbladder taken out and they allowed you at that time that you could keep the gallstones. Oh, right. Nice. And so what I did on the show was after my surgery is I had people listen for the sound of the electric carving knife. And when they heard it, if they were the 10th caller, I would give them one of my, my gallstones. Right. And then the health department got involved because of toxic <laughs> medical waste. And, you know, they call me up, they hit me with a, what do you call it? A cease and desist. Yeah. That I, that I couldn't do that on the air anymore. And I thought it was a hoot. 
Sure. And I How think many people though were really calling to get the gallstone. Most people were calling. They heard call now, and you know they did not. <laughs> they thought that was tickets to the zoo. They thought it was tickets to a movie. Here's Moon's gallstone. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know I've always done these bits that are kind of out there a ways. Yeah, these are the ones they let you do or you actually just did and didn't tell anybody and then just dealt with the chaos later. That's exactly right. You know, that's the thing. I have been in a lot of meetings over the years because of things that I did or did not do. Many times I did not do exactly uh, what the management thought. Let me give you a example. I used to play a game on the air where I would ask a listener five questions yep. and then my partner, five questions. Yep. And then we'd see who was smarter for prizes or whatever. Sure. One day I uh, had to play uh, smarter than moon. Mm -hmm. And the reason we had to play that was my partner was gone. Yep. And one of the questions was what is the capital of Belize? I think it was. Oh uh, Yeah. And I said, Cox and Hole. Yep. And I think it was you that asked the question. And you repeated me. You said, did you say Cox and Hole? I said, of well, course I said Cox and Hole. Is that the way it went down? Not exactly. What, what happened was you weren't even close to the correct answer. You just said Cox and Hole. Right. I had asked for like a city for something. Everybody thought we got pulled into a meeting. And they thought you're like, you can't say you can't say that. And you're like, it's a real town, man. Look it up. Right. It's the, it's the capital of Honduras or Roatan, right? Cox and hole. Yes. And, and so my bosses pull the door shut. They start playing me an audio file and they said, how do the words Cox and hole fit our brand? Right. <laughs> We're family friendly. And you're, you just wanted to do a dick Oops. joke. Yeah, here you go. Coxen is C O X E N. Try that. Oh, Coxen hole. I'm scared you now. C O X E N. Yep. Oh, Rotan. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I've been there. I've been to Coxen Hole. And that's what I thought it was. But yes. also, I've been to the capital of Belize, which was Belize City. Did you really think I was going to ask you, though, what the largest city on the island of Rotan in the uh, country of Honduras was? No. Is that really what you thought I was asking you on the air? Because no. that's no. the answer for Cox and Hole. It's yeah. the largest city in a territory in Honduras. And it's nice. I'm sure it is. It looks beautiful. When I was there, I went to a place called Yabba Ding Ding. Yabba Ding Ding. Now, am I, what am I going to get now? Oh Yabba God. Ding Ding and Cox and Hole. See, when <laughs> we worked at the station... There was like someone to clean up all the spyware and stuff. I don't know. I'm going to be on the dark web before I know it. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Oh, Yabba Ding Ding. Yep. Okay. It's on TripAdvisor. Well, you know what? I'm sold. So what have you been doing? We've been making some plans to go to a concert, which is now a little over a week away. And that's ZZ Top. Oh, yeah. Who I've seen probably 10 times. Yep. And I can safely say that that little old band from Texas has always been one of my favorites. It's three guys. They sound like 10 guys. One of the uh, main guitarists, uh, you know, the bass player just passed away, Dusty Hill, not long ago. Yeah. And uh, what they did was they're thinking, well, oh my God, are we going to break the band up? Do we continue? 
But Dusty, before he died, said, I want you guys, Frank, who is the drummer, yep. and Billy Gibbons, I want you guys to keep going without me, and I know who you should have to play bass. And he picked a guy named Elwood. And Elwood is the guitar tech that has been on tour with them for the past 40 years. That's so cool, man. He got promoted at work. You don't usually get promoted to be a front man of a, of a rock and roll band. No, he has the same kind of beard that Dusty and Billy have. I love it. Right. And then the guy yeah. that plays drum, uh, he doesn't have a beard at all. And his name is Frank Beard. Right. That was always the joke, right? Because people would always, that was one of those little trivia things you could trip people up on and be like, well, which person in ZZ Top has, you know, is Frank Beard. And they'd always pick the guy with the beard. It's like, uh-uh, it's not. Oh, yeah. Not the guy with the beard. You don't know. Well, I, I am going to be taking uh, three people to the show. Cool. My beautiful wife, P-Jug. Yeah. My handsome friend, Randy the Handyman. Randy the Handyman. Ooh, he's going to be out and about. And then the guy that hit record on this podcast, Grant. And the reason I'm taking Grant is because... He has went out of his way mm -hmm. to try to keep this podcast afloat. Sure has. And he's done it at inopportune times. Yep. He's had me hounding him about sound files and this and that. And so, yeah, I think we're all going to go out and have a wonderful time. Uh, and we'll probably do a little bit of gambling. Nice. I am also looking for a nurse to hire. Okay. Okay. To live with us. Okay. A lot of people who have MS, as time goes on, they need more medical care. Yep. And there's only really a couple of places to get that. You can either go to a assisted living if you're well enough to be there, which I am not. You could go to uh, a nursing home, which is what I've been told um, I'm qualified to go to. And then they drop in the fact that it's $10,000 a month. Yeah. See, now that's the thing. I mean, we've got to do something about home care because it's, I mean, how can someone afford 10,000? How can you afford $120,000 a year? Here's the thing you can do is you can buy long-term care insurance, but nobody ever thinks about that. That's maybe here. There we go. We'll just sell insurance on this, this podcast. That'll be our thing. We'll just be like, here's something that could kill you Buy this. I'm thinking that I can find a RN that'll live with me and have me pay all their bills minus their uh, car and their phone and their food for a lot less than 10 G's a month. Ooh, there's something I wanted to talk about that I kind of got a kick out of. Okay. Uh, and we usually don't get political on the show. I do have to bring this up. A lot of people are having feelings about the FBI going into former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort mm -hmm. and trying to find documents that he might have taken, which would be of national security uh, issues. Yes. And uh, a lot of people are saying the witch hunt continues. You got to give it to Donald Trump. People have been trying to take him down forever. Nobody's been able to do it. And this time when they uh, brought him in, six hours of questioning, he gave his name yep. and then he gave the, uh, you know, he took the fifth amendment. Sure. Right. Basically you don't want to say anything that could incriminate you. Yep. And, uh, so that's what he did for six hours. 
Mm-hmm. And now listen to Donald Trump talking about the Fifth Amendment. Taking the Fifth, I think it's disgraceful. Fifth Amendment, the mob takes the Fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Fifth Amendment, horrible. Horrible. He pleaded the Fifth, and that was the end. We never heard about him again. So there you go. It doesn't seem that Mr. Trump likes the Fifth unless it's his turn. He's going to play to whatever room he's in. Yep, and he's good at it. Oh, yeah. He's like the best. Oh, my God. All you ever have to be is a hypocrite. If you can master being a hypocrite, you can lead anybody. That's all you have to do. Al Franken is going to be doing stand-up at Acme Comedy Company. Yeah, I heard that. And all of his shows are sold out. Yeah. And I always loved Al Franken doing comedy. I met him once, like, face-to-face, but I ran into him in an elevator in Austin years ago. I'm sitting there with my girlfriend and we both see him walk in. We both look at each other and I'm like, is that who I think it is? Because this was before he ran for the Senate. And, you know, he was really just known for Saturday Night Live at that point. And uh, and then as soon as he the doors closed and he got off, I was like, oh, Al Franken. That's who that was. I couldn't think of who it was. I ran into him in the men's room at our at our radio station. Oh, yeah. You told me that. Yeah. I also ran into Garrison Keeler. I love that guy. His his Prairie Home Companion. I love that. But it is like he has painted this whole world in my mind. He has this, I don't know, like his house is filled with model trains or dead bodies. I don't know which. Like he is an odd duck. Garrison Keeler is fascinating to me. All I remember is because he, I think he still lives on Summit Avenue, but he lived in Summit for a long time and Every once in a while, he'd get into a beef with his neighbors about one thing or another, and it would get in the paper like a little bit. Yeah, and then Al Franken, I, I remember he had women issues. Here's the thing, though. He resigned. If you're kind of caught red-handed like that, I think you should resign. And then later on, yeah, if the public re-embraces you, well, then fine. But you did the right thing in that moment. Were you guilty of that? Did you make that woman uncomfortable? Did she feel unsafe? Freaking probably. My boyfriend's like, you know what we should do? We should get our hammocks and just go hammock out in the park somewhere, out in the woods somewhere. And I'm like, are you high? The NFL preseason's already started and uh, the Vikings are going to play on Sunday in the afternoon. This podcast goes up on Friday and Kirk Cousins had to leave practice and it appears he could have COVID. Now, remember, he's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. And there was a lot of talk on the team last year about, you know, hey, you guys, if we're paying you this kind of money, why don't you do us a solid and get your vaccine like everybody else? But there's some people that still won't do it. And Kirk Cousins is one of them. There were many games last year that I would put a bet in on FanDuel. Have you ever played FanDuel? No, I don't do any online gambling. Oh, man, you got to play FanDuel because you like no, football. I do not. I have already exercised the demon of gambling out of my life. I am not inclined to revisit her. The guy who came up with FanDuel, what a brilliant idea. I'll explain it to those people that have no idea what FanDuel is. If you like fantasy football, you're given 60000 imaginary dollars. You buy your team with that. You get a quarterback couple of receivers, couple of running backs. You get a tight end, a kicker, and a defense. Okay. And each of the players that you pick are valued at a different amount of money. So Tom Brady might be worth a hell of a lot more 
than Kirk Cousins. Gotcha. Well, anyway, so you come up with your team and you you can bet as little as one dollar and win as much as like a million five. On okay? a one dollar bet, you can win a million five. A million five. And here's the way they do it. Okay. FanDuel allows two million people to be in the pool for the $1.5 million prize. So everybody bets a dollar. That means FanDuel is making $500,000 on one game. When you hit a certain amount of points, it determines how much you win. Okay, so if you have a really, really great week, you might make, you know, $25,000. I had a friend that was on FanDuel and it was a, a Packers game. He needed one guy, Randall Cobb, to get about 90 yards and a touchdown, and he would have won $175,000. Aaron Rodgers goes back to pass. There goes Randall Cobb. He throws a perfect pass. Nobody is anywhere near Randall Cobb, and Cobb looked up field to see if anybody was going to be able to slow him down. And he missed the pass. This is the thing that amazes me. When point spreads are established by casinos, how are they so close every single game? College, pro, basketball. I know there's all the analytics and all that stuff. Man, are they good at it or what? Oh, God, yeah. For me, I am very eager to watch football. My team plays the very first college game of the year. Oh, okay is the Nebraska Cornhuskers taking on Northwestern mm. in Dublin, Ireland. So we'll be watching that. I believe it's August 27th, but I mean, you stop and think about it. That means the state fair is right around the corner. Yes, My, it is. my wife's already talking about this. Listen to this swindle. My granddaughter just pulled on me. Okay. She's eight. Her name is Emerson. She says to me, can I have my money for my birthday early? Because I give every child in our family $100 for their birthday and $300 for Christmas because I don't shop much. I do Amazon, but that's about it. So she said, can I have my 100 early? And I said, sure. So I sent her the money uh, to her mom on Zelle. And then, um, you know, she was very excited. And she started looking online for what she was going to buy. The next weekend, she comes back to the house and she said, Grandpa, uh, I would like to buy this, 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 and this. And so we pulled it up online. My wife paid for it on PayPal. Okay, so all of a sudden, the $100 that I had given her was now $225, mm -hmm. right? Because I paid twice. So then I call her up and I said, hey, Emmy, you owe me $125. And she's like, what? She goes, I'm only eight. I don't have $125. That's right. <laughs> All right. And I said, yep, that's the truth. I said, but I gave you a hundred and then I spent another hundred and a quarter on you. So uh, what are we going to do about that? And she's like, boy, I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I said, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you uh, tickets and all the food and all the fun you could ever want to have at a day with our family at the Minnesota State Fair. They go to the fair probably five or six times a year. Nice. And for me, I worked out there every single year for 17 years. 
you know, in the beginning, we were going every day, even on weekends. Uh, at the end, we were only going five times a week. Um, and that was tough. I mean, one of the things about being in a wheelchair, try to imagine leaving um, a football game at a stadium that holds 70,000 people and everybody leaves at the same time. She so calls when it, you called the kid to lecture her about how she owed you 125 bucks, you up the ante by buying stuff for her for the fair. Yes, I did. Okay. She knows how to work me. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she's a great kid. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And she's got a little sister named Arden. And uh, she was adopted from Florida. And it's just the most beautiful little thing. Her curls. When you look at her, she just will melt your heart. Aw. Yeah. I got some great. I got more grandkids out in California. Yeah. I got, I got kids all over this country. You really do. Your gene pool is wide. Two questions with Putin. Oh, yes. Do you mow your own lawn? Mm, interesting. Because I could visualize him on a rider, like a yeah. tractor rider. Yep. Only one that has a, a guns mounted on it. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. It would and, all of a sudden it's like the neighbor you don't like and the, the guns raise up. Yeah. Maybe they could put like a spinning blade on yeah. the bottom of a tank. I know, but a tank is, you know, it's hard to park. Yeah. And it's going to sink. Even if you put it on concrete, it's just going to start sinking. It's going to wreck your foundation. He doesn't want that. He doesn't have time for those kind of headaches. Do you think those tanks run on gas? Are they electric? What are they? Tanks? Yeah. I think gas. I don't think they run on coal. Think about this. Let's just say as we go into the future, when Russia then attacks Ukraine and they've got these new electric tanks that I'm bringing up, they're going to have to have charging stations for tanks. When I when I get a full when I get full bars, I am going to chase you down and murder you. They'll just bomb the the charging stations. Then the tanks are done. Then the tanks are done. Yeah, think about it. There's a a company. I think they're in Switzerland or Sweden. Their stock symbol is ABB, and they do all kinds of different things. But one of the things they've done is they've came up with charging stations for electric cars, which will give you a 300 mile range in 15 minutes. Mm. And they did all of the shell stations, I think in Germany, one of the countries in Europe. And so you just, you don't have to even get out of your car. You just pull up. It's almost like a wireless charger. You pull up, you're over it. 15 minutes later, you go 300 miles. Yeah. But the problem is that works in Europe because in Europe, Europe is so much smaller than yeah. America. 300 miles doesn't even get you in between towns in North Dakota. No, no kidding. But, uh, Second question for Putin. Okay. Would you consider being a judge on America's Got Talent? Ooh, that's it. He'd just have one. He'd be like the new Simon Cowell. Well, instead of buzzing him, he just shoots somebody. Yeah. You got to watch that show this season. It's really good. And I'm not really into the show that much. I was urged to watch it and I started. Now I can't stop. Yep, there you okay, go. two questions with Putin starring Hobbs. All right. I've always wanted to know what shoe size he wears, you know, because it, sometimes it indicates things. Glove size. I think he's like a, I, I think he might be a 10. I'm a nine and a half double wide. This would require some imagination on his part. But if he were to switch positions with you and he was a DJ, for 40 plus years in America, what would 
his DJ name be? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, there's so many great DJ names. Yes, like Vlad the Impaler. Like he plays yeah. on an active rock station, you know? Vlad and Putin in the morning. Yeah, exactly. What if it was a wacky morning show and poor Putin just had to be the straight guy? Putin is what I used to have to be, like the the the, the producer slash whipping boy, do all the crazy street stunts. In the old days, though, like you could get away with so much because if you were the street person, because I did a lot of street bits at my old station, if they'd heard of the radio station, if you got stopped by the cops, if they'd heard of the radio station and you could like put them on the air or hand them the phone, you were fine. It was like a get out of jail free card. But now you got podcasters and people running around all over the place. It's not special anymore. We did a thing for front row in sync tickets called instinct for instinct oh you told me this one yeah where they had to go somewhere really stinky and i don't remember who won that but the worst one we ever did was when mc hammer was coming to town we gave away a uh, ride to the concert with mc hammer Uh then backstage access and front row tickets okay it was like you and mc were going to be doing the show His biggest hit was Can't Touch This. So I had my producer, Artie, the one-man party, uh, go and have people bring him things that he refused to touch. So the first thing that he was handed was a used condom. Sure. And that was terrible. And eventually we got into somebody that brought him a five-gallon pail of phlegm from a respiratory unit. That was awful. Uh, And then the winner was this. Somebody brought him their placenta. Okay. Over a bed of noodles. And called it placenta primavera. And that was the winner. I thought it was creative. It was totally gross. And Artie would not touch it. Yeah, dear Jerry Hall got another divorce. Oh, did she? With Rupert Murdoch. Oh, there you go, Jerry. This is her fourth marriage. Well, I remember when I was living in Houston, that was when Anna Nicole Smith was dating that guy. If you ever want to hear a really funny bit, go to YouTube and pull up Joe Rogan, Anna Nicole, and just pull it up. And I'd play it for you now, but it's a really long bit, and it's really, really dirty. Yeah, I'm good on Joe Rogan. That's fine. You're not a Rogan fan? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, he does what he does. It's fine. I've been aware of him for a long time. It's just kind of, it's kind of bro to me, the whole yeah. thing. It's kind of like the man cave, the man show, that whole like Kimmel, Adam Carolla deal. Like I, I, I've seen it. I, you know, I've, I've lived with men. I'm a straight woman. I'm really well aware of guys like Joe Rogan and opinions that guys like that have. There's plenty of them. As a stand-up, who do you like? I know a lot of people, and there are a lot of the people that I want to say that you won't recognize because they're not people you've heard of, but they're people that I personally just think are fantastic. My favorites are always kind of people that have already passed. I've always, we talked about it last week, like Sam Kinison, Eddie Murphy, Sam Kinison, Joan Rivers, Roseanne Barr all had a tremendous influence on me. 
man, was she funny. And it was the first time I ever just saw a woman who just hated her husband and hated doing everything and just hated, just, just hated everything. And I'm like, can you do that? Cause my mom has got like rainbow shooting out of her ass and positivity all the time. I'm like, I didn't know you could, I didn't know this was an option. I was not a comedian, of course, in the eighties, but when she was still doing stand up and starting, things were starting to go towards Roseanne, the show, she was dating Tom Arnold, who was here in the Minneapolis comedy scene. Cause he's originally, I think from Iowa or Hastings, they're almost the same thing. Iowa and Hastings. Yeah. Basically the same thing, farm country. Um, but yeah, she used to come she used to come to town fairly regularly and do some of the, the stages around town. I know Frank Caliendo's coming back to Acme. Oh, uh, he was know. always one of my favorites. You know, he did so many voices and a lot of it was sports based. Sure. And because of that, I'm a sports guy. So that really, you know. Yeah, his Madden is is I probably his most well known bit, but it is really funny. I've never been able to do voices, so I'm envious of performers that can really nail those. Yeah, and some people are so good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been watching Only Murders in the Building? No, and I will make time for it. I don't know. Here's the reason I ask. We're talking about comedians. Uh, Martin Short mm-hmm. and Steve Martin together mm-hmm. are very, very good. Oh, yeah. And I had the opportunity to see steve martin do stand up once uh never did i see martin short but i always thought he was probably one of the funniest guys that would ever uh be on a late night talk show just doing like improv stuff i don't know that martin short really did a lot of stand-up though he was in second city i believe Yeah, he's more of an improv guy he's more of a character improv actor fellow dana carvey does is was a stand-up or does stand-up when improv is done well, it's incredibly powerful. I have seen live, really, really, really solid, funny improv. And then I've seen really, really, really bad improv. And yeah. I have been a part of really, really bad improv because I've taken improv classes myself. And sometimes a scene is just going nowhere. And it's so painful on stage and so painful for the audience so it hurts oh god you know one of the guys i always thought was really good at it is a local guy and that's stevie ray oh gosh yeah he's really good at it and he has actually been uh, on our podcast we should have him on again he knows what he's doing yep he's funny uh and doesn't try to be funny uh, it's it's just he's a great talent and if you want to see him go out uh, to chanhassen dinner theater He's got his pretty much own room out there since COVID, I believe. And so if you're looking for something to do, uh, have you got anything fun on the calendar that you're looking forward to or no? No. <laughs> no. Not really. I uh, just kind of enjoying the weather. I'm recouping from my surgery. So I'm laid up for at least another week or so, kind of. And then I just got to take it easy. Of course, I'll go to the fair planning on going to the Renaissance festival in September. So that's starting soon. Um, that's more fun for me sometimes than, than the state fair, but I got to see like how I feel walking those long distances. Cause I'm still a little bit wiped out. What about I, your drinking? How's that going? Oh, um, it's uh, good. I'm on uh it's, I think you'll appreciate it. Maybe that's why I canceled 
subconsciously our podcast yesterday. So I could today, I could say today was oh sixty nine. Every time you hear about a story that's a horrible car crash or whatever, like the Anne Hesh thing, right? More than likely booze was involved. And speaking of her, she's on a vent. She may or may not even make it. I saw a video from TMZ of her in her little blue Mini Cooper just flying down the street. And then you heard the impact. And I was thinking, oh, my God, that's terrible. And I guess Ellen finally made a statement today uh, because they were together for many years, I think three or four years before she found Portia. I wonder if she's going to take it on the road some more. I mean, her last stand-up special was fantastic. I mean, when Carson gives you the nod, you're good. That's big. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think Joan Rivers was right in there, too. I mean, she was really yeah. tight with Johnny, too. She was established, too. You know what I mean? I think Ellen Ellen came on in a newcomer fashion. If you want to watch a show about comedy, it's on HBO called Hacks. Yeah, it's really fun. And Gene Smart's amazing. And I think their third season's going to be coming out soon. Uh, Only Murders in the Building. We already talked about that. Uh, we're trying to get through The Old Man with Jeff Bridges and uh, John Lithgow. Okay. And we're almost ready to bail on it. Mm. Love the acting. Hate the story. Um, I had a friend that encouraged me to keep going on it. He said it gets really a lot better because they were going to quit too, but they plowed through a couple extras and uh, better call Saul. Next episode is the last episode. And that happens Monday night at eight o'clock. I will definitely be watching. Um, the guy that created that was a big part in breaking bad, then did better call Saul. And now he's got another show out. And he did a lot of work on the X-Files. And oh, it's, I love that show. It's going to be kind of a sci-fi kind of a, they said it's almost going to be kind of like the Twilight Zone. Football starts soon, so I got plenty of stuff to watch. And I'm excited because we are, well, we're posting tomorrow, so less than 10 days away from the premiere of House of Dragons, which is the one of the prequels to Game of Thrones. And I'm very excited. HBO has been running in a marathon of Game of Thrones where you can catch up on one season each day. I've been having that on in the background. Oh, it'll be fun. You love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a really vivid dream not that long ago that I had a pet dragon that was small, like a, like a parrot, and it was on my shoulder. And it was one of those really vivid, vivid dreams. And I had obviously fallen asleep to watching Game of Thrones or something. And I woke up and for half a second, I was like really mad that my dragon wasn't there. And I wasn't rational enough to go, no, that was a dream. Isn't it amazing when you have a dream that's that vivid, how real it seems? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we've talked about everything we needed to. Okay. We did our two questions with Putin. We got the hysterectomy update. Yeah, we uh, we've covered what we're watching on TV, talked a little bit about football. We did some Donald Trump. Yeah, so I don't think there's anything in life that we have to do except episode 66 moon P. Juggernaut.